Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We have completed Chapter 8, Imperishable Brahman. And now we are entering into the discussion of Chapter 9, the Raja Vidya Raja Guhya Yoga. Yoga of King of Knowledge and Yoga of King of Secret. So let's see what we have learned so far in Bhagavad Gita. So Chapter 1 defined our situation, which is Vishad Yoga. That our life is full of grief. No matter how hard we try, we end up in some kind of a grief or other. So that's a visadhyaya. And that is because the situations in our life are not clean cut or clear cut, or we know exactly what to do or what not to do. That confuses us. We end up taking wrong decisions, wrong actions, and that creates grief. So that's visadhyaya. That's what we learned in the first chapter, basically defining our life. From that we moved on to the second chapter, which defined the knowledge. That all these sorrows are because of a wrong identification. Wrong identification with our body, our mind, our intellect, which we consider to be me. But in reality, that's not me. The one who remains constant throughout all these changes is me, and which is ajaha. Nitya, that consciousness within me, which is enabling this body, mind, and intellect to function is me. That's the paradigm shift. So our relationship with our body, mind, and intellect changes. Now they become my equipment, but not me. I'm using it to transact with this world, and they are bound by all the laws of the world, which is constantly changing. So is my body, so is my mind, so is my intellect. So that knowledge takes place. Chapter 2 in the end says you become sthita pragna. That once your pragna is steady, the who I am, then you can get out of the sorrows. So chapter 2 gave us the knowledge, you know, give a thumbnail of what the total teachings of Bhagavad Gita is. Chapter 3, we learned about karma yoga. Now knowing this fact, how should I work in this world? So there's a karma yoga. How can I make my actions more efficient? So we learned that if I am not attached to the fruits of actions, then it becomes more efficient. All actions are binding except those performed for the greater goods. So we learned how to act in this world to be more proficient. Chapter 4 taught us how to renounce our actions and our actions in knowledge. If knowledge takes place that the, all actions are performed by body, mind, and intellect, we learned in chapter 2 that that's not me but my equipment, then I will be free from bondage of my actions. So that's chapter 4. 
In chapter 5, we learned how to renounce the identification with the doer, which I consider to be me. That I'm not the doer, but I'm just an instrument. So that's the renunciation of this sense of agency. So in chapter 3, we learned how to renounce the fruits of actions. Chapter 5, we learned how to renounce the agency, the identification with the doer. Chapter 6 gave us the techniques of how to achieve this, how to contemplate, how to meditate on this self, which we learned in Chapter 2. Who I am is revealed in Chapter 2. We went through methodically of how to get there so that I can prepare my mind and then contemplate on it. That's Chapter 6, meditation. Then Chapter 7 onwards, what to meditate upon? What is that self which I'm meditating upon? So Chapter 7 describes the self as in a two aspects, the lower prakriti and higher prakriti. Lower prakriti is the manifest. Chapter 7 dwells on defining this lower prakriti. And we have learned that this astada prakriti, bhumi, apaha, kam, analaha, vayuhu, mana, buddhi, ahankar, itime, bin astada prakriti. This is my eightfold manifest nature, which you and I can identify with and contemplate on its manifest form. Chapter 7. Chapter 8, we learned the higher prakriti. That other than this lower prakriti, my real nature is higher prakriti, which is imperishable. Prakriti in prakriti, everything is perishable. Every name and form and shape and color is perishable. But other than this perishable manifestation, there is imperishable. That is chapter 8. We learned what is imperishable. What is the substratum for this manifest universe? Which includes me. Which includes my body, my mind, my intellect. What is it that's supporting this manifest me? Manifest my body, my mind, my intellect. He said that's the imperishable Brahman. That is functioning through me. It is present in me as it is present in anything else. But that still remains a secret to me because I can't really identify what myself is. So the now ninth chapter takes upon that subject and says how that I can identify the self. Therefore, the chapter is titled Raja Vidya. Bhagavan said that this is nothing that one cannot realize. It is just that one has to train oneself to look in a right place. So, this chapter says this is the Raja Vidya, Raja Guhya. The king of all secret is, that is something very close to me, but I don't know about it. That's the king of all secrets. Some secret in Russia is not really big secret for me, you know, because I, I don't know Russia, I don't know so what it's just my ignorance about. But secret is something is right in front of me, but I don't see it. That's a secret. So this secret is the king of all secrets. There's so many secrets and mysteries in my life, but this is king of all secrets. I know I exist. 
but I can't define myself. Who I am, every time I make an attempt to define it, I come up with something which is related to me, but not me. My name, my form, my achievements, my accomplishments, my relationships, my professions, but never me. So therefore, it's a king of all secrets, who I am. And all this time we have said that one who knows who I am will be free from all sorrows. So now say this is the Raja Vidya. The Vidya which teaches you to find yourself is the king of all knowledge. So Bhagavan said that that's what we will be talking about. So the very first verse, Bhagavan comes out and tells Arjuna that Idante guhyatamam pravakshyami anasuyave. It's not that I suddenly decided that today is the day and I'm going to give out the secret. But you are one who is worthy of knowing this knowledge. Anasuyave. You are the one who will listen to it carefully and will not unnecessarily criticize or doubt or argue about it. Because no knowledge can take place unless you have faith in a teacher. That's why the very first Santi part we do in starting the class is Om Sahana Bhavatu, Sahano Bhunaktu. We too are starting this dialogue. Sahana Bhavatu, Sahano Bhunaktu. We will reap the rewards together. And may there not be any arguments among us. That's why any class we start, we start with that. Santipat. Because without that, no knowledge, no real exchange can take place. So Bhagavan said, I have already decided that you are one of those. You are not going to argue unnecessarily. You will be listening carefully. Anasuyave. Therefore, pravakshyami. That's what I'm going to tell you. What? Idamte guhyatamam. The supreme secret. It's right there, but I can't identify it. Gnanam Vignana Sahitam. And as Swamiji constantly points out that there is no place for blind faith in Vedanta. Vedanta is purely logical and scientific. Unless I can put forward an argument that you can understand, student has no responsibility to believe the teacher. So, he said, I'll tell you Gnanam, I'll tell you the knowledge but that knowledge will be useless if you can't apply it. I know there is lots of oil in Venezuela, but Venezuela's economy is in the pits. There got to be something not going right, something they do not know how to use their wealth. So that is Vignana. Vignana is applied knowledge, application of knowledge. That's all our science is called Vignana in our languages, because that can be applied and proved in your daily life. You can come to the knowledge that H2O makes water, but you can also make that application and create water in your lab. So that's application. Application of knowledge, Vignan. So Bhagavan said, not only I'll tell you the knowledge about that supreme secret, but I'll also tell you how to apply it. So you can find yourself. Yadgnatva Mokshase Asubhat. And why would that be important for you to learn this? That will liberate you from all the sorrows, all that is asub in your life, 
all that you have considered to be not conducive for you, once you know this knowledge and apply it, you'll be liberated from them. So that's the motivation for a student to learn this knowledge. So next verse is Rajavidya Rajaguhyam Pavitram Idamuttamam. This knowledge is the king of all knowledge because it reveals king of all secrets. It's pavitram, it's all purifying. It's the greatest purifier. Once you figured out what is wrong with you and what is where the wrong identification is, then you will be purified. Somebody who is deluded about himself, he has issues with, and once he clarifies his mind, purifies his mind, he will all will be completely relieved. So right now we are in that situation of delusion. We have this delusion that this is me, my body, my mind, my intellect, and everything associated with it I consider to be mine. Pain, my body, I am in pain. My mind is not happy, I am unhappy. I can't think of a good idea, I am dumb. So everything which is associated with my equipment, I think it is me, and therefore, all the sorrow. If all problems with my car become my problem, then I will have even more problems. So all my possessions, if I start identifying, life will be unbearable. So Bhagavan said, I'm going to give you this knowledge which is going to reveal this king of secrets and it will purify you completely. Pratyaksha avagamam dharmim susukham. Kartum avyayam. He makes even more guarantees and warranties that what this knowledge is all about and how easy it is to learn. So, see, pratyaksa avagamam, it can be experienced by yourself. You don't have to believe me, you don't have to believe the books, but once you know this knowledge, you can experience yourself. You can experiment yourself and know it. Pratyaksha. As we know that knowledge can be of several types. One is the pratyaksha knowledge, one which I have experienced myself. And one is paroksha knowledge. Somebody went to Hawaii and told me what is the whole about it. The paroksha knowledge. I know all about Hawaii. I actually designed building in Sandusky, which is a Hawaiian theme. I've never been to Hawaii. Because I have paroksha knowledge. Books, I've read books. I looked at architectural photographs of what the buildings look like there. And then I can design that. My first building when I came to this country was a 50-story office building in Philadelphia. And it has a sloping glass roof at the 50th floor, so the sliding snow is a big issue. And I was a project architect. Obviously, I had my superiors above me, but I was the main person in charge. And I just told my client one day, just casual, and said, you know, it's great to design this thing because I've never seen snow in my life. And he just fell off his chair and said, Neil, you have not seen snow in your life? And I said, no. We were living in Dallas. did not snow till that time. And I came from Africa. There was no snow there, except that I've seen on Kilimanjaro from a distance on the top. But I'm designing this building and trying to make sure mitigate the sliding snow, which is a big concern, which happened here in our city of Richmond in 2009 or so, 
the sheets of ice slid from the top of the city hall, which is about 21st floor, then hit the building again because of the wind, and it damaged about seven or eight floors. It fell on that big glass canopy and destroyed that canopy. And because of my the knowledge from sliding snow back then, I ended up uh, getting commissioned to repair that, and we spent a million dollars to repair that building. But I had only paroxysm knowledge till that time of what snow is all about. So the knowledge can be either pratyaksha or paroksha, indirect or direct. Here it says, it's a pratyaksha avagamam. You don't have to rely on somebody saying, I have experienced this thing. You can experience yourself once you know this. Dharmyam, it is about who you are. What makes me who I am is my dharma. This knowledge is about my dharma. What makes me who I am? And what makes me who I am is my consciousness. Everything about me is only possible as long as I am alive. As long as this life is there, I have an accomplishments, achievement, profession, relationships, all this will drop as soon as I'm not there. That's my dharma. So this knowledge is about your dharma, dharmyam, it's about dharma. Pratyaksavagam, you will be experiencing yourself. Susukham kartum avyayam. So now we think it's going to be so difficult because we always start our class with, this is great but it is not possible. This is great but it is only for the swamis. This is great but it cannot be practiced. He said, no, Bhagavan said, no, 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 don't fall into that trap. It is susukham, it's very easy. Kartum, to practice this is very easy. And it's avyayam. Once you know it, it will never go away. See, with a lot of skills we acquire and then after a while we don't practice it, it goes away. So that vayam, I used to ride scooter, but I can't do anymore. I go to India and my, my niece and nephew say, Kaka, no, 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 Kaka cannot do any of that now. Because that skill has gone away. A lot of skills we have learned, we lost it with our age. He said, this is avyayam. Once you know it, once you practice it, it's imperishable. That knowledge will be with you forever. Once you realize who you are, what your dharma is, what your self is, there is no chance of falling back into the same delusion which we have right now, that I am this limited being. But why most people cannot achieve him with such a simple thing? It's a very simple. Asraddhadhana. They have no faith. We start out with that faith that I cannot do it. So our faith is not having any faith. Astraddhadana purusha dharmasyasya parantapa What they have not faith in? Who I am. What my dharma is, they just have no faith in it. They think this is me. That which is walking around and talking is me. They have no faith in dharmasya, in their own dharma or who they are. Therefore, because they have no faith in who they are, they never achieve me, me, the self. They go back from this life of this existence without achieving me and come back 
मृत्यु संसार वर्तमानी इन दिस वर्ल्ड ऑफ बर्थ एंड डेथ यानी इट इज संसार दिस वर्ल्ड इज संसारती संसार कॉन्स्टेंटली चेंजिंग बर्थ एंड डेथ थिंग्स कमिंग टू एग्जिस्टेंस इन पैरिस दिस कॉन्स्टेंटली चेंजिंग स्टेट ऑफ फ्लक्स वी आर कॉट इन टू इट बिकॉज भगवान से अश्रद्धाना हैव नो फेथ in your real essential nature and that's where we will stop om sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramayaha sarve bhadrani pashyantu ma kaschit dukha bhag bhave om shanti शांति शांति हरि ओ श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओ